Hello everyone, this is International Master Dr. Danny Kopeck, and I'd like to kick off a series of podcasts where I'll be able to share my knowledge, background, and opinions about the great game of chess with you. I've been in the world of chess since I was eight years old. That started with a curiosity, watching a cousin play with an uncle at the beach, and turned into a passion. By the age of 12, I started playing in tournaments. Between the ages of 8 and 12, I played in after-school sessions. There was a teacher who ran the after-school program, and after a little while, I was beating him. And so, I got an ego, I started to understand that I wasn't bad at this, and I was even called Mr. Chess at school. I remember that and teased about it. And as you know, chess can be great and can be a wonderful hobby, interest, and aspect of life. But my concern for chess is that it always be the royal game. And in that sense, I want it to be treated properly and royally in every respect when played by anyone at every level, if that's possible. So, for example, I had parents too, and they were right behind me when I played chess. But I'll tell you something, my dad never dared to come into the tournament room and start to talk to me or stand around me during the game and try to somehow coax me during the game or become part of the game. And likewise, my mom, that she stayed in the back way far away from the games. She wanted me to do well, so did my dad when they were around. But what I've seen in recent years is just not acceptable. Yes, we've heard of baseball parents, sports parents, and yes, we have chess parents. And we have the kids who get kind of carried away with this involvement with chess, forgetting that it is the royal game. Let me take the discussion that I started a few minutes ago a little further. Chess is based on equality in every sense. And yes, it's a struggle. A struggle between the player who has the white pieces and gets an immediate advantage by playing the first move and the player with the black pieces who's at a slight disadvantage if white plays correctly. But that equality in the game I perceive in every sense how the board is positioned on the table, how the players sit, the respect the players have for each other, the conditions around the board, around the tournament. Everything has to be right. No score sheets covering parts of squares. No kneeling on the board or on the table in any way, with your arms or legs or on the chairs, 
unless you're really small and young, okay, maybe you have to kneel on a chair so then you can see the board. But once you get to a certain size, forget it. It's not acceptable. And I'm not going to have anybody stand over me while I'm playing chess. Even if I were playing the, the greatest player in the world, I'm not going to have him stand over me. We start with equality. Once that equality is broken, we're not playing the same game. We're not playing by the same rules. So I insist on that equality. And yes, at the risk of being somewhat unpopular, I express myself in demanding that fairness and equality in the chess game as it's played during the time that the game is played. The difficulty of chess is that it is such a struggle, and it's a struggle over many hours. At its best, we all know that chess is really a very slow game. You can't rush it. And once you do rush it, the quality of the chess goes down. And the challenge to every chess player, adult or child, is to sit there silently for hours upon end. In my mind, serious chess starts when you have at least one hour on the clock each, and more typically, two hours each, and quite frequently, the games will go four, five, or six hours. And during the course of those hours, you must conduct yourself with the highest level of respect for the game, for your opponent, and really to control yourself. And that's very hard, to control your emotions and to concentrate and yet to struggle and to maintain that desire to win. And during the course of that time, it's quite common that you're going to have periods when your concentration goes up and down, your behavior might change, you might leave the board, you might get hungry, you might not feel well, but you really have to control yourself and respect the game first. And so, for example, I cannot expect, accept any noise around the chess game. Noise in the tournament hall, cell phones ringing, any noises are unwelcome. And that is something that people who are not familiar with the chess environment just don't seem to understand. Chess does not allow for the normal activities that might occur outside the chess hall or chess environment. And I ask anyone who's listening to respect that. And if in the course of your encountering me at the chess board, at a tournament or event or somehow in the chess arena, you find that I've not behaved properly, tell me. Tell me so correctly. I try to conduct myself correctly, but if I'm wrong, I'd like to know about it, and I'll try to do better in the future. At least that's what I've tried to do in my 40-plus years of participation in serious chess. 
I know that some of the things I've talked about here are in direct contrast to the trends in lives. We Twitter, we send text messages, we can't sit still. We're always moving about trying to get things done. We have short attention spans. And what chess demands is not what we're doing most of the time. We're switching. We're doing lots of different things. And chess demands this continuous concentration on just one task. So I hope you'll keep in mind some of the things I've discussed here and will consider visiting my website www.copechess.com where you can learn more about me and the products that may help you learn to play better chess including my seven books and eight DVDs totaling 18.5 hours of chess instruction. I look forward to sharing further podcasts with you. This is I am Dr. Danny Kopeck.